They say love is the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth. But if this is really true, why is love such a complicated subject matter? Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast, and I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an acclaimed television broadcast engineer for nearly four decades. He also hosted an award-winning radio show called Speaking of Sports, which is the inspiration behind the name of this podcast, Speaking of Love. My dad was an amazing guy who achieved levels of success that most people only dream of. He was held in the highest esteem, and yes, he was a star in the public eye. But on March 2nd of 2020, his private struggles became public when he murdered his wife, moments before taking his own life. So I created this podcast as a platform for spreading love around the globe while raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. I am your host, LaToya, and I am super excited to be here today. I have an amazing lady here. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to be here with her. Her name is Melissa Hughes. Let me tell you guys about Melissa Hughes. She is a phenomenal woman. She's from High High Point, North Carolina. She's the mother of four children, six grandchildren. Melissa is also a certified nursing assistant. She's currently the executive of Melissa Hughes Ministries, where she delivers a message of love all around the globe. Melissa has survived incredible circumstances in her lifetime, and she's here today to show us how she turned her purpose, her pain, into a greater purpose by using God's grace. She is here to talk about it today on Speaking of Love, and I'm very honored to have you today, Melissa. Welcome to Speaking of Love. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Melissa, I met you virtually on TikTok, you have taken your ministry to social media. And one night I was feeling down and out and, you know, thinking about my dad and thinking about life. And all of a sudden you came on and you were ministering to people about the word of God and you had your Bible. And, and I noticed within three minutes of watching you, you have an anointing over your life. You are very powerful. And within minutes, I started to feel like, a burden was lifted off of me from your powerful words. So thank you for being here. Melissa, talk to me about your early years growing up. What was life like for you? Well, you know, I came from a, um, well, you don't know, but I came from a single uh, single parent home where it was just um, my mom and my four siblings. Um, we grew up, we originally from High Point, but we moved to Greensboro and Greensboro is where, um, you know, me and my uh, little sister was riding our big wheel and we was ran over. So and she was killed and we end up moving back to High Point. Um, 
I always had a good life. My mom always been good to us. You know, she always made sure that we had everything we needed. But I, I believe my point of transitioning for me is the moment that I watched my little sister die. And then we came back here. It was like I went from going forward to backward. Even, even as a kid, I didn't even know I was going backwards, you know, by my actions and the things I was doing because I was so young. And I just began to spiral out of control. Even at the age of seven, um, the school didn't even want me to come to school because I began to spiral out. And I think at that moment in my family, nobody knew how to deal with the loss of a child. You know, how so everybody was dealing with their own happened? pain. Not saying they that I was neglected. It's just that, you know, when you're younger and my parents, my mother, she was young and, you know, she was dealing with a lot. And so I think she was more kind of stuck in her place because she was hurting so bad. The fact that she lost one daughter and didn't want to lose another one. And so I just began to spiral out of control. Now, how old were you, Melissa, when the tragedy happened? Um, I would have been six years old, my birthday, and my my baby sister, she would have been turning four, January the 4th. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that has to be a difficult situation to live through, and I'm so sorry. You have my condolences on that. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Thank Melissa, you. as you got a little bit older, what was life like for you going into your teenage years, into high school, leaving high school? What was that life like? I don't want to say it was bad. I do want, I, I can say that I wasn't really liked by many people. You know, they, a lot of people picked at me. Either they picked at me because my nose was big or they picked at me because my gums was black. You know, I never felt like I could fit in anywhere. And so mm -hmm. I just began to just I didn't even really care at that point about having friends. I just became my own friend. So I literally would make friends of my own. Like if I got in trouble, my mom would put me on punishment. I would be in my room and I have a whole family in there and we just be talking and playing and, you know, and so I just adapted to just creating my own world. Yeah. Now, Melissa, I've read that at the age of 18, you were sent to prison. Can we talk about that? Yes. Um, I end up going to, just to take it back a little bit, as I was saying, you know, I was doing a lot of runaway, running away. I had also been to training school. And um, even after getting out of training school, my life still began to spiral down. And then I started going places and doing things like fighting, um, cutting people and people was cut. I was being cut also just living recklessly. And I just feel like that was the moment when God said, look, I've had enough and I'm ready for you to go sit down. Either I sit you down or something is going to happen dramatic, dramatically to either to you or someone else. And so I was sent to prison. Mm -hmm. and, and shortly after, so what was life like for you after coming out of prison? Um, after even coming out, out of prison, I still, you know, by this time I was a mother for, I went, but I was becoming a, uh, a mother of another, ch another baby after I come out of prison. I still hadn't transitioned in my life at that point. I was still living reckless. Um, I was still doing things I shouldn't do, you know, um, and I just hadn't made a conscious decision to say that I was ready to be a mother, even though I had children. I was just, 
I never dealt with the, the loss of my sister or, you know, being abused and stuff like that. So I continued to live reckless, even all the way up into my late 20s. Wow. And you battled depression at that time. How did you overcome the depression? By the grace of God, by the grace of God, because I was literally to the point of um, suicide. Um, I had, well, I didn't make a decision. The enemy was like, look, nobody loves you. And nobody wants you around. Your life is a wreck. Just take your car, run it into this pole and just do everybody a favor by going, just dying. And I felt like because I had, um, you know, by this time I had four kids and I'm saying, praying to God. I mean, in my deepest, from my core saying, God, like, I need you to help me now because I'm to the point in my life. I feel like I'm ready to jump off this cliff, but I knew if I jumped off the cliff, what will, what, um, impression would I leave for my kids? You know, what will people say to them where your mama gave up on life, she killed herself. And I just didn't want to do that. So I just began to cry out to God. And I said, Lord, please deliver me. Because at this point, I'm at the I'm at the end of the road. And I just I just didn't know where to go at that point. Wow. So who helped you with your children during this transition? My mom, um, my aunt Zelda, rest in peace. She's no longer here. Um, a, um, a, a sister, but she's not, she's my sister from a, another mother. One of her sisters um, helped raise one of my kids, one of my daughters. And then I have an aunt named Sarah and she took in one of my um, babies also. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. At least they were able to stay in the family, you know, yes. not go get, get into the foster system and things of that nature. I've read um, that one of your greatest accomplishments, Melissa, was going back to school and receiving your diploma. Can you tell me about that experience? Yes, it was exciting for me because, you know, I dropped out of school at an early age and what I did learn from kindergarten and preschool to the third or fourth grade, um, being that um, I had begun to go into the streets at the age of 12, I wasn't using the education in which I had learned the time that I was in school. And um, so I lost all of that. So I couldn't read, I couldn't tell time, I couldn't count. So I began to fade in the background. I didn't have a voice. I was afraid that people would ask me, Melissa, how do you say, uh, what's seven times seven? Or how do you spell this? Or, you know, where do the comma go or the question mark go? And I just felt so incomplete. And so I said, Lord, please, I want to, um, I wanted to get my diploma so bad, you know, and so even throughout my life in my 20s, even though I would go to school, you know, um, GTCC and I was dropping out, even on my um, spare time, I would constantly read and stuff like that. And so one day um, a lady at work, she said, Melissa, do you have your um, your diploma? And I told her, no, that I really wanted it. So she told me about this place called Britain Academy. And I went there and I took the test and that's how I was able to get my um, diploma. And I was way in my late thirties when I got it, but I'm telling you, I was so joyful. I think I called everybody. It was like, I got my diploma. I was so excited because it was a closure for me. Mm hmm. It was deeper than just a piece of paper. Yes. That is wonderful, Melissa. So in 2018, God blessed you with a ministry, yes. Believer's Ministry. Talk to us about Believer's Ministry. Believer's Ministry is um, to spread God's word, to encourage people. Um, if you, you know, even if you're 
in a, a, a position where you kind of believe you're not sure you do believe or you atheist. Listen, God said, come as you are. And he's not talking about how you dress. He said, come as you are with your flaws, your deficiencies, whatever it is that his doors is always open. And my ministry, I want to, in my ministry, I encourage, I inspire. Most of all, I show love and I want to give what God has given to me. I want people to know that God said, I'm not here to judge you, but that you may have life and have it abundantly. In order for us to have that, we must pick up our cross and take it to God and say, Lord, okay, here it is. And that's what my ministry is about. It's pulling you in and giving you that, that sure, sure that God love you no matter what your circumstances are. And you know what, Melissa, you do a, a phenomenal job at delivering God's word. I, like I told you, TikTok is a form of entertainment for me, but with people like you on that platform, you make it meaningful, you make it insightful, it's encouraging. I mean, I was really feeling down in, in the dumps one evening and you popped up and you were reading from the Bible and I tell you, I just, I cried. I just, I couldn't believe how how powerful and how sincere you were. And you're like, you're a person, you're like me. You grew up, you've had some incredible circumstances that you've gone through. So I was able to identify and relate to you. And also I noticed that you mentioned that you were married and your husband didn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated. All of that, I've been through that. And I, I felt a connection with you. And that's why I wanted to have you here because this podcast is all about love and spreading love and your ministry exudes nothing but love and i thank you for doing this i thank you you're so welcome you're so welcome i'm so glad that i was able to encourage you um just a quick snippet yesterday god let me know that you was part of my prophecy he, he let me know that and on my way to the store and I was just talking to him and praying with him. And he said, do you know that Lato um, Latoya is part of your prophecy? You know, because I had been praying to come out of my room and I wanted to do more for God. And, you know, God will give you little things just to see how you handle that. And he said, I put her in a place she was scrolling through the live. And I said, wait a minute, right here. I want you to stop right here. And this is where I need for you to be and you're going to be the sealment to the prophecy that um that god have on my life and you are you sealed it you know you just you oh. stitched it on up and so i said lord i just thank you for bringing her into my life i really do well thank you melissa i have a recording here of you um doing your ministry and i'm going to put that on here in just a moment as soon as i can get it uh get it connected here but in the okay. meantime we'll go on and we'll have more we'll talk more about um who you okay. are so melissa you have you also love learning you have a desire a deep desire to learn and to be a better person where does that desire come from that inquisitiveness where does where do you, where did that come from the fire i i call it the fire of god you know because he says uh study and show yourself approved and the more you study and the more you seek him, and I'm just, you know, um, I know that there's nothing that I could not do as long as I seek him with my whole heart. The whole world is given to me if I, you know, keep my eyes on God and study. And like I said, show myself approved, be dedicated, not to 
the world, but be dedicated to God. Therefore, I can be dedicated to myself. So if I love God with my whole heart, um, I can love myself. And that will just pull me more into learning more. I want to learn more. I When people look at me, I want to be a book for Jesus. I really, really oh, do. That's beautiful. So Melissa, with your with your outreach, what is your main purpose? What is your intention behind creating this platform? What do you want people to gain from listening to you, from watching you? I want them to um, understand that God is not a judgmental God. I want them to understand that salvation is offered to all men. I want them to understand everybody that um, has a part in their life, whether it's good or bad. Everybody in due season will receive their due paycheck. And that a lot of people that God bring into your life are part of your prophecy. The scripture cannot be fulfilled unless the prophecy have been sealed. Okay. And when I say that everybody have a job to do, you're going to have people that's going to come into your life. And they're going to uh, try to tear you down and make you feel a certain type of way. And God said, look, they're part of the prophecy. They're part of the scripture. And unless they be, unless they do their job concerning your life, um, the scripture cannot be fulfilled. So I want them to understand that no matter what you go through in your life, if you put God first and you trust him, there's nothing that you cannot do. God is a God of elevation. He's a God of stability. He's a, a God of hid, healing and mending. And I want them to know that I don't care what nobody say to you. I don't care what you've been through. Your, whatever you've been through does not nullify the purpose for God life, for God purpose for your life. What people say about you, I'm sorry, does not nullify the purpose in which God have for your life. So I want them to eat and eat and get full. When I say eat the word of God, I'm talking about gluttonize off the word of God. You can't sin off of overeating the word of God. And you know, Melissa, you are very uh, knowledgeable when it comes to the Bible. You know your scriptures. What's your favorite Bible scripture? Um, Psalms 118 verse 17 is one of them. I confess the works of the Lord over my life. I will live and not die. I will be so successful and I will, my account will overflow. I confess the works of the Lord and I love um, Philippians 1 and 6. And this goes to the question you just asked me a few minutes ago. 1 and 6 says, the Lord said, I, the work I have already gone to start in you, I will go on to complete it. So no matter what people do or say, God have already written it. It's already in the prophet in the prophecy that you're going to go on to be somebody great. So those are my scriptures that I use mm -hmm. to motivate me when I'm feeling down. Don't you forget the promises of God. And speaking of going on to be someone great, that's exactly what you have done. Look at everything that you have gone through in your life, Melissa, losing your sister so tragically growing up and, and going through abuse and molestations and then being sent away. All of this was something that you didn't deserve. You didn't deserve that pain, but you have taken your pain. You've given it a much greater purpose and you're speaking to people globally. You're all around the world talking about the love of Jesus. Where does this strength come from? Most people wouldn't be able to, to do this. Where does it come from? It, it comes from God. And I, I, I take it back to him because 
you know, the world only gave me hurt, ache, and pain. Nothing that the world ever gave me have caused me to have accomplishments. But everything that God has given me and everything that I have endured with the enemy meant for my bad, God said, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to elevate you to places that no man have ever been if you just trust me. So with that, that's what I hold on to. Even in my moments where I'm in darkness, God said, remember, in the midst of the darkness, I am light and I am there also. So that is my strength to keep going. No matter what, I will not give up Give up because I got a purpose. And the purpose is to get to where God have already put me at in the spirit. I have a saying, mm -hmm. you're already there in the spirit. God is just using you in a physical form to complete the mission. So I can't look at what I've been through and cause it to stagnate. I'm going to use it to cause to cause me to be catapulted into my purpose and into my future. Well, you are, you are definitely doing that. And Melissa, I want to take a few minutes to show our audience. I want them to see you in your element. I want them to see what I saw that night when I was feeling down and out, feeling in the dumps, worried about my life, thinking about my father and how he's gone and what he's done so terribly. The world looked at him as this horrible murderer. I felt horrible that night. I was going through a thing. Let me tell you, people don't know what I've been through. And when I Amen. saw your face, when I saw you and I heard your voice, it's just you put something inside of me that let me know, Latoya, you're going to be OK. So I want to share a clip of that with our audience right now. Um, I'm, I'm getting it together now. One moment. He said. I uh -oh. OK, I will do. I will do. Listen. If you want what God got for you, and listen, you may have been dealing with some things in your life that, honey, that just done got you all, uh, uh, you know the 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 look, you know the blow up things for Christmas, and they had the little strings on them, and they put them in the ground like that, and you know you just like this. You know, all these things are holding you down. All these things got you perplexed. All these things got you puzzled. But God saying, look, if you trust me. Say, Lord, I trust you because, listen, God is about to operate on you and he's about to do surgery on you that no man can do. So this is why he say, I come for those who are in need of a physician. Are you in need of an operation? If you is, say, Lord, operate on me. Okay. In great detail. Okay. In great detail so that when your mind is clear, you will be able to recognize. You will be able to recognize the good that God got for you. You will be able to recognize all God want to do is clean you up. All he want to do is put you in a position. Okay. He want to put you in a position when you open your mouth and say, Lord, today is the day that you're going to overflow my account. Today is the day I'm going to receive all the blessings pressed down, running over, and I won't have room enough to receive it. Do I believe it? Yes, I do, Lord. You said it in your word. If I believe it, I decree it, I declare it that you must manifest it. A lot of us, when you say it, it don't even sound good. I believe I declare, mm -hmm. I confess it, Lord, that it's going to be pressed down and running over. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let me show you how to do it, okay? 
Let me show you how to do it. Lord, I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that favor is about to hit my house in double proportion. Lord, everything connected to me going to change. Everything connected to me going to win. Sickness will not take my body. Sickness will not take my mind. My family shall be set free. This is how you speak. When you speak like that, enemy like, whoa, oh, oh, hold up. Now she know what she, honey, she know what she doing because she's speaking with authority. When you have speaking, you ain't moving nothing. Say, say, honey, y'all come on. Let's go on and hit this house because we got many more houses we need to hit. Okay? You got to speak it. You got to believe it. Whatsoever. He said, whatsoever. Melissa, Melissa Hughes, Melissa Hughes ministry, an instrument of God's love. That's how I would describe you. You are an instrument of God's love. You have an anointing over your life. And I'm not even a really big Christian, uh, spiritual, religious person. I believe in God. I grew up in the church, but you have something that is very unique. You are in a class reserved for very few. God has an anointing over your life. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for TikTok. I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful most of all. Thank you for you, Melissa, for using your love, your skills, your talents on a public platform to help people like me. You help me. I live in Detroit, Michigan. Just think about all the other people that you have touched with your prophecy, with your word, with your, and, it's, and it's all Bible-based. You're not just standing up here talking to a group of people about something you feel or something you think. You're delivering straight from God's word, and it's coming from your heart. I, it don't get no better than that. And I thank you. And I love you, my sister. I love you. And keep doing what you're doing because you're helping people like me who need to hear those words. Okay. So I thank you. So, Melissa, I, I want to know, I want to take it back a little bit. And um, I understand that you love to cook. I read in your bio that Melissa Hughes, on top of all these other skills and talents, She's a woman that loves to get in the kitchen. Talk to me about your experience in the kitchen and what's your favorite meal to cook? I love to cook like uh, I love greens. <laughs> when mm. I cook Sunday dinner, it's normally Thanksgiving dinner. Same uh, greens, maybe um, some um, turkey wings, homemade macaroni. My granddaughter, she wears me out with that macaroni. She think every Sunday she got to have homemade macaroni. Um, <laughs> I love fresh pinto beans. I just, you know, I to me to cook, it just feel good. And when you cooking out of love, it even tastes even better, you know. So I, you know, I get in the kitchen, I make up something y'all ain't never heard of before, and I be like, here, try this, and you know, <laughs> and a lot of times it be good. And they be like, well, that's a little hard, you know. Well, we'll try it different the next time. It just, you know, it just give me. You know, because of the COVID, we're not really able to get out. It just makes you feel good to be able to do something other than just um, sitting around doing nothing, you know. So I don't mind cooking. I just, Like I said, I just go in there and whip up anything. I hope it turn out right. And a lot of times I pray. I pray about everything. If I'm putting tracks in my hair, I say, Lord, I need your help to fix these tracks. You know, Lord, I need your help to put on these press stones. So I make him a part of everything. Lord, I'm the preparer, but you is the maker. 
Lord, put this food together. And you know he be done did it because the hair come out flawless. The nails are perfect. And the food, they be like, oh, this is melting your mouth. You know, so. You know, Melissa, I took some of your advice today. We are here in Detroit. We're in the middle of um, a windstorm right now. And my my power went out. My cable went out. My internet went out right before we were getting ready to record this. And I just went into prayer. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bind the devil because he don't want me to be on this public platform to talk to this woman. But the devil is a lie. You know, I prayed about it. And so far it hasn't gone off. So, <laughs> Amen. 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 Prayer works. I don't care what nobody say. Prayer works. Yes. And what I learned from you, Melissa, is that when you pray, you have to pray with motivation, with enthusiasm. You mentioned in that clip that I just played how people are saying, yeah, God is good. No, you have to say it with intention. Like you have to mm -hmm. deliver it in a way that's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, ma'am. Yes, you can't yes, just say, oh, yeah, well, God will take it. No, you have to be stern in your word. You have to be mm -hmm. adamant about it. And you have to know that what you're saying is the absolute truth. Amen. And you're exactly right. If you expected something to happen in the atmosphere, you know, then you got to pray that hard. Today, I was praying before I came on here and I was praying for other people. And I was like, Lord, you said everything is old, passed away and everything is new. Well, I need you. I pray that you will crack the very foundation that's up under people's feet that is old and that it crumble and that the new floor be replaced with the cornerstone, which is the body and the blood of your son. When you pray and, you know, you got to pray with like, huh. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, and that's how the devil know, like, look, they is they is adamant about their prayer. I'm adamant about it. I ain't I'm not playing with God. I'm adamant about it. I want with everything he said that I can have, and I ain't gotta wait to heaven to get it. All I gotta do is confess it, decree it, declare it, and believe it, and doubt not in my heart, and I can receive whatever I ask from him. Yes, amen. Melissa, as I look at you, you are a woman of great accomplishments. I admire you with my whole heart. You have taken your pain in life and you've given it a greater purpose, but nobody can make it to where you are in this life without, of course, the grace of God. But is there someone in your life, past or present, who helped you get to where you are today? Who is that person? Let me think. Um. I'm sure you've had a say, lot of people helping you along this journey. Yeah. A lot of people have helped me, including my mom, very astronomical lady. Um, but in order and for me to get to where I'm at now, the only only person I could put in my mind was myself. Because when I was alone and by myself and I felt like ending my life, I had to say to myself, Get up, girl. Get up and get up now. The race is not over. And whatever people saying about you, whatever people thinking about you or whatever they say that you done done does not nullify the purpose that God has over your life. Get up. So I say myself because, you know, I have to be like, get up. 
don't you stop here you fail get up brush your brush your knees out god said you pressed on either side but you ain't you ain't in this you ain't been destroyed so you know i because I, I basically say myself not because my later my mama gonna be like now you know and i'm like mama it wasn't like that i know that you the head over i know that you did your thing miss lady but you know for myself i had to bring myself back from the um edge so when you see me do a lot of videos that's that really was my life you know where um i did one video and i'm standing at the table and i'm like get up girl and then i'm on the other side on the floor that was really me you know mm -hmm. it, look i need for you to get up and that's why i do those videos because i want the world to know look in order for you to survive, you got to be lined up with each other. And most of all, most of all, you got to trust God and you can't beat yourself up, you know, and you can't mm -hmm. take what people say about you and measure, measure it up to you because you already dealing with something in your life, you know, and I came to the point once I came to the uh, uh, the made a con conscious decision and said, Melissa, okay, you've been through some things, but listen, people telling you this and that, and God don't do this. And God, listen, God called you. He didn't call them. Who are you listening to? Get up and keep moving. And so that's what I did. So I mm -hmm. say myself, because I tell myself, girl, get up. The race ain't over. They leaving you. Yes. Yes. You have to, you have to pour from your cup first before you can fill others cups. That's yes. definitely what you're doing. So Melissa, this podcast is called speaking of love. My father had a radio show called speaking of sports. Now I know nothing about sports, but I wanted to create something in his honor when he passed away. So I created this podcast speaking of love and the sole purpose of this podcast is to spread more love, bring awareness to mental health, suicide. And I always ask all of my guests the million dollar question. And that is, how do you define love? I define love by giving back to giving back to people what God gave to me. And I ain't talking about nothing personal. I ain't talking about nothing worldly. I'm talking about looking at you and say, look, I love you. And I love you from the core, shaking down, pressed and running over. And I want to pour that into them. So when I pour it into them, it infestate them. And it infestate them to say, look, somebody poured in me in my worst estate, then I need to go give out to somebody else what somebody gave to me. So it's love for me. You could give me the world, but at the end of the day, it's love that matter. Yes, yes, definitely. And what I love about you, Melissa, is that you've been treated in ways that most people wouldn't would have hatred in their heart or animosity in their heart. But you've taken your pain and you've turned it into love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Amen. That is so beautiful. Melissa, you. what's next for you? You have your ministry, you're, you're global, you're on all these social platforms, spreading God's word. Are you working on anything in the future that we can look forward to seeing? Yes, um, I'm already speaking it into the atmosphere. Um, this is just the beginning of the platform. Um, I'm so thankful that God allowed you to allow me to come onto your platform. So um, I said that to say this, God give you a little bit to see if you can entangle that. And as you entangle that, you know, as I said, God is a God of level. So I'm at level, floor, four, um, level one now. So I'm expected to go to level two, level three, level four, even to the the thousandth level, if it's such a thing. And God, there is no limit. So I'm expecting things. I'm seeing it already in the atmosphere. Yes. 
I already see it in the atmosphere. And I know that long as I see it, then God is going to establish it. I already see the church. I'm already in there. You know, I'm already seeing, um, giving the word of God and loving people. And I said that the other day, I don't just want to give you the word. I want to give you the love of the word, you know? So I'm expecting to see myself go a lot, wow. a lot of places in Christ, as long as I keep my eyes on him. Cause a lot of times people get up there and they forget and they look back and they fall back down. So I, you know, stay in focus is one. Now, Melissa, I also read that you're in the process of opening up a boutique. Can you talk to me about your boutique, Melissa? Yes, boutique? I have a boutique that God blessed me with um, at the beginning of the year, and it's called Melissa's um, Boutique um, Trial and Error. I did. Um, I have a lot of um, clothing. Um, but I didn't know at the time that you're supposed to check the material and things like that. I learned that through my sister. She was like, no, sis, you got to order one thing. So, you know, and then you go to see how the material is and then you order more. So it's just trial and error. I haven't given up on it. I'm just allowing God to show me to, you know, make sure that you check this and make sure you check that. Not only do you want uh, good prices, but you want um, good prices with quality clothing. So I'm also learning the aspects of having a business. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful, Melissa. And I'm also a business owner. So if you have any questions or need any tips or help with anything, you know, I'm always here for as a resource to you. Okay, thank you. And Melissa, um, I want to go back a little bit and talk about mental health. Um, In your bio, I read that you were in a marriage and you went through some hard times in your marriage. And shortly after that, you ended up uh, in a mental hospital. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? How how did you overcome that? Um, Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, I had, like I said before, I had already been through some things and I'm only mentioning that because how I came to have a nervous breakdown was the things I had been through and I hadn't focused on it or dealt with it. And so when I got into this marriage and the things didn't work out like like I thought they would, um, it caused the whole closet door to open and everything that was in the closet fell on to me. And so I woke up one morning and I noticed that I was acting weird you know, to myself. And I'm like, Lord, something is wrong with me. What is wrong with me? And so I started having anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I was talking to myself and just doing things that I know that I wouldn't normally do. I felt like I, like I woke up one morning and I was no longer sassy classy. I was like this person I didn't know, you know? So I went to see what the problem was. And they said that I was manic depressant, bipolar, and it comes from everything that I had been through in my life. And so when this happened with my husband, with my ex-husband, um, it just caused you know, everything to fall on me. And so I became severely depressed. I cried all the time. I I drank all the time. I smoked all the time. Um, I hated day in. I hated night. You know, when morning come, I was ready for night. You know, it, my life was just a wreck. And that was during the time I was like, Lord, I just want to kill myself. You know, not only was the devil saying it, but, you know, I was along with him. And I called a friend one day and I told her that I was, you know, I just felt like ending it. And she got off. And that's what God said. A friend will lay down the life for a friend. And she said, Melissa, I'm on my way. And she came over and she was like, look, God told me to tell you this is not your husband. And you're going to have to let it go because it's going to kill you if you don't. And so after that, 
It took me like two or three years to get my mind around the fact that this is not my husband. Because I was to the point, I told God, like, look, God, I need you to get out the way. I'm trying to savage a marriage here. And he was like, listen, I done told you. And since you don't want to listen, I'm going to show you. And that's when the worst part of my life um, began to transpire out of control. Um, and so I just got so tired of being depressed. I got so tired of fighting with my sanity. And I just said, Lord, if you would take this feeling away from me, um, I, I will not go back. And he took it away from me. And one morning I woke up and I felt like, you know, you have a, a pool and you go down in the pool when you jump up. You, and yeah. that's how I felt. I felt mm-hmm. so relieved to know that sometimes you just have to let some things go. Some things just ain't meant to be. You know, sometimes we walk into depression and we walked into it because it was something either it was something you endured. You didn't handle it or it was just something you was wanting and it didn't work your way. You know, so I just thank God that he brought me out of that mindset. Yes. And Melissa, the most important thing you've said in this is when you felt that way, you reached out for help. So that's what I want our audience to take away from what you just said. If you're having a moment of despair, you're feeling down and out, call someone, talk to someone, don't keep it inside. And I say that because I wish that there had been someone that my dad could have called the night of the murder suicide. I wish that when he had those feelings and those thoughts in his mind, that he could have called me or called my cousin or called his sister. So if you all don't take anything away from what she said, just know whatever you're going through, you don't have to go alone. Talk to someone call someone. If you're feeling Mm -hmm. suicidal, 1-800-273-TALK is the number you can call. 1-800-273-TALK is the number Mm -hmm. that you can call. Please don't go through it along because if you, if you don't stay awake for the rebirth, you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. Look at Melissa. Melissa got help and she's here Mm -hmm. today spreading the word of love. She's doing a lot better. Her life is on the right path. She can happen to you is what I'm trying to say. So if you're feeling down and out, the world is against you. Let Melissa's testimony be your strength. Look at what she's gone through. And she's right here today looking beautiful as ever, spreading the love of God. And I'm thankful. Yes. So, Melissa, um, we have been here interviewing. Um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have one more question for you. When the pages of your life are reviewed and your mission here on earth is complete, what do you most want to be remembered for? What legacy are you leaving behind? I didn't die because life circumstances fell upon me, but I fought through it and I made lemon juice out of a lemon. Beautiful. 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 Melissa, I bow to your excellence. I love you, my sister. I'm so thankful that you were here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we conclude our interview? Yes, I want to, I want, I do, I would like to say that, um, I want them to know if you are someone dealing with depression, people, um, a lot of people will 
um, look down on you because they don't understand what depression is. And a lot of times, if you don't understand something, you um, you talk about it or, you know, you go against what you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you right now, sometimes when you don't have nobody to talk to and the people around you who you think supposed to love you, they saying, what's wrong with you? You just losing your mind or you're going crazy instead of saying, look, I'm here for you. I love you. Okay. So I want you to know, don't get stuck on what people are saying about you during your depression. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because what they don't understand, they will downplay. And I don't want you to give up on account of what somebody else is saying, what somebody else say, but I want you to fight hard, fight as hard as you can, because in reality, it's not really depression. I hate to hit y'all with this. It is demonic. Okay. The Bible do not talk about depression. It talk about demonic. And God said, look, there's nothing too big that I cannot subdue and sustain. Okay, and he's able to deliver you from it. He did it for me, and I'm guaranteeing you that he'll do it for you. And that's a check you could take to the bank in cash. Yes, it is, Melissa. Melissa, you are amazing. What is your TikTok handle? Is it Melissa Hughes, uh, eighty two? Yes. No, it's. Is it Melissa Hughes, eighty two? Yes, I think it's Melissa. Melissa Hughes, eighty two. Okay, I think that everyone watching this should go and. Subscribe to her channel uh, Thank you. on TikTok. Melissa is an amazing woman. I just can't get enough of her. And I'm so thankful that I've had her here to bless my 78th episode. Melissa. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. And I'm so happy you were here. And I would love to do a follow-up interview with you maybe in about six months or so from now. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you yes, for being here, Melissa. Be. Yes, thank you for being here. If there's anyone who's missed any portion of this podcast, please know that it's available on YouTube. It's available on Facebook and on all major podcast platforms. Just type in Speaking of Love, the podcast in the search bar and you will be able to view this. Thank you all so much for being here. I will be back here next Saturday with another episode of Speaking of Love, the podcast. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here. You are amazing. Keep up God's work. I will. Thank you for having me. God bless you.